Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of In the Huddle Podcast. I'm one of your hosts, Chris Rotundo. And I'm Sam Gold. And boy, oh boy, do we have a good show for you guys today. The NFL season is winding down. We went from four teams to two teams. Sam, what are your thoughts? I know you're damn happy. Uh, I've been waiting for this moment all year. I am so happy. AFC Championship, baby. Champions. Uh, I'm at a loss for words. I've been... I've been keeping it in all season. You know, we're the defending champs, so... Keeping it in all season? Okay. No, I really have. I really have. I've been... I didn't want to jinx anything. I've been biting my tongue a lot. Uh, I didn't want to brag too much uh, over, you know, going 14-2. and two. Um, especially last week as well with the Browns. Uh, in the back of my head, I knew we had to get to the AFC Championship. They're just like humble brags. Humble brags. You, you know, 14-2. and two, No big deal. 14-2. No big deal. Exactly. But I didn't want to do anything too much because I'm very uh, superstitious. I didn't want to jinx anything. I'm a huge Chiefs fan, as you guys know. Um, but yeah, for me, it was Super Bowl or bust this year. But now I finally get to let off some of the steam I wanted to. I am so happy. Um, it's crazy. Two years I've done radio shows. Two years in a row, the Chiefs went to the Super Bowl. Maybe two years in a row, we win the Super Bowl. So we'll see what happens. But yeah, we'll get to the show. Uh, very, very happy. We'll talk more about it soon. But yeah, really happy. Well, the intro music. You're listening to In the Huddle with Sam Gold and Chris Rotundo. Let's just hop straight into it. Let's start off with our first game of the week, the NFC Championship, Packers-Bucks. Um, Sorry, Packers fans. Once again, it just seems like you guys are just at this. I really don't know. It's like you guys are almost like stuck in a way. It's like, I don't know what else you guys need. I mean, you guys have the MVP of the league, Aaron Rodgers, and arguably, in my opinion, Sam, I think you can agree with this, the best wide receiver this season, Devontae Adams. Mm -hmm. The defense has been pretty solid all season, and they just couldn't get the job done. It's been this way for the last couple of years now. It seems like they're always the top two favorite to always go to the Super Bowl, come out of the NFC, and they just can never get it done. Fourth time, uh, 2014, loss to the Seahawks. 2016, loss to the Falcons. Last year, lost to the 49ers. This year, they lose to the Bucks, And this is the first time they were at home for it. And, yeah, before we get to anything, just want to brag a little bit. I said the score was going to be 32-26. to 26, And it was 31-26. to 26, So, kind of weird. Listen, that's Although, a, I did pick you, the Packers be, to win. Listen, you're going to be proud of that. That's crazy. Even a w- w- one, one point off, but... Uh, yeah, let's get into it. Let's, it let's, let's start with what everyone was talking about. Close game. Great game all around. Um... But obviously, the main story, Matt LaFleur, or however you pronounce his last name, that's probably not it, but who cares? Fourth, no, you know, actually third down and goal. Let's start with Aaron Rodgers. Third down and goal. He is back to pass. You know, this is down This is down eight, 31 to 23 with about two minutes left. Is this the play when you think that he should have ran? Yeah. Trust me. All right, I'll let you finish and I'm going to say what I think. Um, yeah, Aaron Rodgers, he was looking for Devontae Adams over the middle of the end zone. He kind of threw across his body, wasn't picked or anything incomplete, but man, when you look back at that replay wide open for, could have ran it eight yards into the end zone. I much faith that he was going to run into the end zone. He would have made it there and, uh, just bad decision-making from there on. And then after that fourth and goal, uh, with two Oh nine left, uh, coach Matt LaFleur 
decides to go first. You, you, you have the best wide receiver this season and the and a top two quarterback this season. You go for a field goal. Just I, I couldn't believe it. I don't think the enti- no one could believe it. The entire world couldn't believe it. But, but back to that play about about Aaron Rodgers should run it. I look at first when I was watching it, I'm, I'm like, why the hell didn't he run? But then I looked at a different angle of it and it was more so what he would be seeing. And you look at it and you see two linebackers looking right, right at him in his eyes. And if he took off and ran those linebackers, but it came right for him. And there was like a 99% chance he wasn't going to get in for, for a touchdown from the TV angle that we all saw. Yeah. It looked like he was going to get in, but from the angle when, they went from behind Aaron Rodgers and they dropped it down more of like a Madden kind of point of view. It looked completely different than what us viewers at home could see. So obviously us sitting on the couch, we could say one thing, but when you're in actual game situation, it's completely different. They see the field way different than us, but there's going to be two sides to the story. He could have ran it, could have got some extra yards, but he decided not to, but yeah, it just, yeah, well, it just sucks. I still think he would have gotten at least, you know, halfway to the point, maybe four, no, five yeah, yards. Yeah, four, five. I mean, a- every yard matters. But yeah, I, I still throwing it to the middle field, double double covered to Adams. That was a bad decision. You're lucky it wasn't picked. But yeah, the main the main thing is just that play call to go for the field goal. It just shows uh, how Matt Lafleur needs a lot of growing to do as a coach. First of all, because it's just a poor decision. Humans make mistakes. Everyone can agree. I think him after he tried, you know, he tried to cover it up by saying. You know, I trust my defense. We still had three timeouts and the two-minute warning. But come on, it's Tom Brady in the playoffs. Uh, he was having... You knew there was a good chance he was going to close the game out. You have your MVP quarterback and, like you said, best wide receiver in the league out there. It would literally would not have made a difference uh, whether it's a five-point game or an eight-point game. You still got to get a touchdown at the end of the day. Um, you know, you still got to stop him even if you don't get it on fourth and goal. So why not just go for it with you know, the MVP quarterback. And it just shows that Matt LaFleur didn't trust him. And I, I don't know how, but he trusted him all season. You have all your weapons. And this defense, like you said, was pretty was decent this year. But I don't think it was good enough to trust over Aaron Rodgers and try to stop Tom Brady, which, you know, I, I could see. You know, Tom Brady did throw three interceptions, but, you know... Legend has it, Tom Brady is able to close games out. So. T- Tom Brady's Tom Brady. I don't care if there's seven interceptions. Even if they don't win, it would be exactly. it would still be a close game. If there's one guy in the clutch you trust, uh, it's Tom Brady. And Patrick And Mahomes. Aaron Rodgers. And Patrick Mahomes. And Patrick Mahomes. So why not go for Aaron Rodgers? Why not trust your quarterback over the opposing one rather than your defensive players? Put, in, put in the faith of your quarterback. And if you don't convert on fourth down, so be it. At least you gave it a shot and no one's going to have to say at the end of the day, anything about it it's the, it's the playoffs if this is a regular season game okay you you, you live you learn you, you move on to the next week but in the postseason yeah. when a loss and you're done I, I just don't understand that call your season's on the line and you can say what you want about uh after they kicked the field goal and the bucks had the ball uh you could say what you want about that holding call i mean he clearly grabbed the jersey yes the refs it was a little bit of a flop the refs were letting those kind of calls go all day they were yeah. they were letting them get away with it and, you know, obviously people can argue that the Packers uh, didn't get the calls they deserved either. But, and yes, the Bucks guy did flop a little bit. But when you have a screenshot of literally the jersey being pulled out three feet it was ahead, it, it was obvious enough that they had to call they it. They just had to call. Because, you know, if they didn't call it and the Packers got the ball back and won, you know, it would have gone the other way around. It would have so. been reversed, the entire thing. So, so it's a hard thing to judge. It's, it's again, once again, one of those things that both fan bases are going to have different opinions on. Bucks fans are going to say, yeah. 
it was clear passing interference. Packer fans are going to say, what the hell? No, it's not. But that's sometimes just how the cookie crumbles. Yeah, and people can say the uh, the refs are on Brady's side again, but you know what? I'm not going to disagree with the call, even if he popped a little bit. Yes, I will be on the Packers' side saying that they probably should have gotten some calls early. But you know what? I don't think that was the main part of the game. You could blame it on Matt LaFleur's uh, field goal, and you could also blame it on the fact that Tom Brady threw two interceptions in a row, and the Packers literally just went punt and then punt. They couldn't do anything with it with their MVP yeah, offense. Exactly. Tom Brady, three interceptions, and you can't capitalize off that. Three interceptions should be more than enough for you guys to put a game away. But So... Just kind of like the kind of like the Saints Rams game. I mean that you know the holding call on the Packers wasn't as brutal as the no call I mean, against the Saints. I mean the game could have been totally different if Aaron Jones didn't fumble and the and the the Patriots man and the Bucks didn't get the ball right yeah. inside trying the goal line. That's another thing. I mean the Packers had ample opportunities and they made a lot of mistakes fumbling inside fumbling in general, but especially inside the goal line. That's just crucial because that means the Bucks are guaranteed at least three points, and that can come back to bite you in the butt at the end of the game. And that fumble right there, that was another nail in the coffin. But, you know, it's just the Packers you, just couldn't get it done, which... Ugh. You can go as far as to say they made five major mistakes. You could say the fumble, the fact that you played a very um, Greg Williams-type defense right at the end of the half to give up a Scotty Miller touchdown. You could say the field goal decision. You could say the fact that you were holding... And then you could say the fact that you didn't capitalize on two interceptions when you have uh, one of the best players in the league, uh, one of the two best players in the league on offense. So I mean, I feel like we're not, I feel like we're not giving the Bucks the credit that they deserve right now. They played a tremendous game, throwing three interceptions, and their defense playing tremendous. One of the best defenses all year. It got better as the season went on. On the defense, listen, Brady turned the ball over. The defense. Stood strong and didn't let them move down the field, forcing the punt. So I think that says more about the Bucks' defense than it does the Packers' offense, in my opinion. No, oh, yeah. Which I mean, going into the game, I mean, I'm a listen. I'm a huge proponent of defense. It like wins you championships. The better defense though is going to come out on top. But I didn't think so in this game. I, I was proven wrong. The Bucks had the better defense, and who won? The Bucks, and now they're going yeah. to the Super Bowl. Who? It doesn't matter if your offense, how how good your offense is, or how bad it is. As long as your defense plays well in the postseason, you're fine. If you have a tremendous offense and your defense sucks, you're not going to the Super Bowl. You need to have a defense that can at least make some stops. And that's what the Bucs have. They have both sides of the ball, very well coached. They have a great offense and they have a great defense. Yeah. Um, the Bucs were able to... They just show that they were able to close out a nice, uh, a close game. They went in... Uh, crazy for them. They went into Lambeau and everyone was against them, besides Brady fans. And people were picking the Packers. They're like, oh, this is the Packers season. This is easy. They're at Lambeau. You know, they have the MVP. This is going to be, this is, you know, the Bucks had a great season, but this is probably where they, they flame out. But you know what? Uh, a lot of people surprised us. Leonard Fournette had a great game. He had that uh, great touchdown run with the spin and everything. Um, and yeah, Tom Brady looked good at times. He did throw three interceptions. But you know what? The fact, you, you said it, the fact that the defense was able to step it up when, you know, we had those turnovers, they, they, Literally took the MVP out of the game. Uh, they made him punt two times after those turnovers. So props to the Bucks defense. They got some Rodgers a few times. They had a few sacks. Jason Pierre-Paul looked really nice. Um, so yeah, this Bucks defense is going to be something to watch out for in the near future. And yeah, they uh, look. The Packers shot themselves in the foot many times, but that also comes at the expense of the Bucks doing well on their part. It wasn't just it wasn't just the Packers screwing up. The Bucks did what they needed to do. Uh, players played well. 
Godwin had five catches, 110 yards. Very nice job for him. Mike Evans had a nice touchdown catch. Scotty Miller, of course, at the end of the half. Gronk had that one really nice play, 29-yard uh, catch. So a lot of key pl uh, players on offense, and Tom Brady just did enough, especially at the end of the game, to close it out. So Listen, I mean, beginning of the season, uh, I, I know I, I made it very clear, and I said that I didn't think the Bucks were going to be this good. I think I had them going 9-7, and seven, but boy, was I wrong. Tom Brady always seems to prove me wrong. Uh, I thought that he wasn't going to be the same, and if anything, it seems like he's better now, throwing 300 yards consistently. He has two top-tier wide receivers in the league, which, man, it's Tampa Bay, it's, it's fun. And it's, it just it goes to show how close they were, even last year with Jameis. But yeah. when you have a guy that there's 30 interceptions a game, you're not going to be able to do anything. And now they have a guy in Tom Brady who he's been he's just – he just brought that team to, to the Super Bowl. He just elevated that team so much more that he just brings that kind of leadership and, and everything. It's just crazy to see – it's just, it's, I, I don't even have words for it. <laughs> and Chris, we do have to admit that we were wrong this year. We had our doubts about the Bucks at the beginning of the season. What did we pick them up? Like, nine and seven? Yeah, 10 I, and I, had, I had the nine and seven. We thought they were going to maybe win one playoff game. Maybe. Yeah, maybe. I, maybe not and even make it or something. I mean, yeah. I, I, th I thought they were going to make it, we but you probably were, bounce in the wild card. We thought they were overrated, which fairly certain, fairly so. They were, what, seven and five before Tom Brady said, hey, Bruce Arians, this isn't working out. We're, we're losing these close games. We could do a lot better on offense. I'm going to take control after the Chiefs loss in Week 12. He's like, I'm going to take control of this offense. I'm going to start calling the plays. And you know what? They've only been scoring uh, 30 plus since. So yeah, I mean, listen, the Bucks, they they were clicking at the right time. That's what every championship team does. They click when it matters the most towards the end of the season, beginning of the playoffs, and it's always the hottest team that wins. And even crazier, kind of a weird stat, but. Hockey, baseball, football, and basketball from these past seasons have all made their um, what is it? The the I can't even speak the uh championship games, yeah. so World Series, Super Bowl, NBA Finals, and Stanley Cup. It's crazy. Lightning, Rays, Miami Heat, and now the Tampa Bay Bucks. Three Tampa teams. Well, three Tampa teams and four Florida teams. Yeah, right. Yes, yeah, I know oh, you're right. That's, that's crazy. So. It's just how it happens. Florida has the edge on Boston right now for <laughs> sports teams. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Florida has the edge. And um, yeah, that's, that's actually weird. And yeah, the, the fact that the Bucs, we'll, we'll talk more about storylines next week with the Super Bowl, but the fact that the Bucs were able to host the Super Bowl this year is absolutely oh, yeah, Only Brady's the one to do it. Of course. But you know what? Packers, I'm, I'm not, it's not over yet. You're not like the Saints where that was pretty much your last shot and now you got to work with your cap and... You know, your team's gonna get a lot worse, but Packers will most likely, you know, you know, the championship is a Packers thing, but can you win is the question. So I think if Aaron Rodgers stays, which I'm sure he will, uh, the Packers aren't going anywhere soon. You know, they have a young coach, they have a good defense, so it's, it's young defense. Maybe they can get over that hump now. I mean, now it just depends. Tom Brady is the only one that stands in their way. Listen, he dominated the AFC. <laughs> and so now, weird to say. And now he comes over to the NFC, and what does he do? He just kicks everyone's ass. Now, now the NFC knows what it's like to have Tom Brady uh, standing in their way, which is something Good. I didn't think I was going to say at the beginning of the Good. season. Let them know what it's like having Tom Brady you know stand what? in your way. I got to give it to all those people who jumped on the Bucks hype train this year with that roster. And you know what? It actually, it actually it, found it's, a way it's to work out. literally what I said. The Bucks were... Um, a f well, I don't know if I said it like this, but I felt the Bucks were just... A better version of the Browns from last year when they got Odell. Everyone thought the Browns were yeah. gonna be like the super team, but the Bucks, they were just better. Yeah, they More were just 
much better. Aaron Rodgers has a good game, but you know what? There was just ample opportunities, like you said, and they didn't capitalize. So, yeah, that's it. 31-26. to 26. The Tampa Bay Buccaneers are moving on to host Super Bowl 55 in two weeks. All right, Chris. Let's move on to Sam Sam's game of the week. Uh, Chiefs, Bills. The Bills, it just seemed like they didn't come to play today. Josh Allen. Today. Just, today. <laughs> on Sunday. Sunday just Josh Allen didn't look the same. Bills receivers were getting shut down while the Chiefs offense was clicking on all cylinders. Miko Hardman had that fumble in the beginning, which, Sam, I can only imagine what's going through your head at that point. And you saw the video of Travis Kelsey coming over to him, keep your head up, and he had that, what was it, a 56-yard jet sweep run, and then he scored a touchdown, which, very good for my DraftKings team, so thank you. Oh, I didn't know you had him on your team. Oh, yeah, I, I think I built, like, there you go. five or six teams. I know I had... Valdez, Scantling, McCall Hardman. That's a good week. And I had... Uh, Godwin? No, I had Josh, uh, I had Josh Allen as my quarterback. Mm, well, yeah, that kind of killed it. It was a garbage touchdown, but... All right. It didn't even matter. Josh Allen was, like, I think, I think the wor- worst scoring quarterback that week, so it was just depressing. But Chiefs going back to the promised land. Best team all year in the AFC. I know I had some doubts with these close wins that, that they were having throughout the year and these last-minute drives, but listen... You just can't go against Andy Reid, top coach in the league, great coaching staff, uh, arguably the best quarterback. I think he's the best quarterback, but n- not this season. I will have to say Rodgers, but listen, Mahomes gets it done once again. It doesn't matter what your defense is. Can't stop the guy. You have an under underrated wide receiver in Tyree Kill. People don't put him in the top five. I feel he's easily top five wide receiver. And Travis Kelsey, the clear top tight end in the league. Dude's a Freaking animal. No one can stop him. Listen, this Chiefs team, you shut down Tyree Kill, you're going to go right back to Travis Kelsey. You try to shut down Travis Kelsey, you're going to get Tyree Kill. But don't mistake it, the Chiefs will scheme up. Nicole Hardman, Byron Pringle, one of the running backs on one of these weird type of plays. And just props to the Chiefs. They're an exciting team to watch. Patrick Mahomes. Freaking be Sam. I know, Chris, I know you're down to talk about it. <laughs> I like shaking. I'm so excited. <laughs> I don't know where to start. I don't want to get too cocky, but you know what? Screw it. I've been waiting. Like I said in the intro, I've been waiting all year for this moment. Uh, We still got one more to go. Run it back. So I got one more to go. But look, Chris, you had your doubts during the regular season. I I did. I did. It was simply because of how close these games were and just letting other, and like the Falcons game, that was, it was closer than we all thought. But listen, there was, I did have my doubts, but I I was proven wrong. And honestly, I'm happy that I'm proven wrong. Listen, the, the, the Chiefs, these last two weeks have played up to what what, what, what they are. They're just a team. Healthy. They're just a team that can go out there and just beat the living shit out of every, every any team any Look, given week. I didn't wanna. I didn't wanna be too uh, cocky this year. But in the back of my head, I knew we were gonna go to the Super Bowl this year. I would be utterly shocked if we didn't at least make it to the Super Bowl. You want to talk about these close games? I, I, you know, I was dragging a little subtle, you know, humble brags here and there. I was like, you know what? We're literally not trying half the game, which was true. We were saving all our good plays for the playoffs. We were only scoring in spurts when we needed to, when we felt we really needed to, to in order to close out the game. I don't know. I don't. I just we feel- got caught with our pants down one game against Derek Carr early in the season. So, you know, I'll give him that. We didn't expect Derek Carr to throw like fifty-yard bombs every five seconds. So we'll, we'll give him that. But you know what? All season long, we were playing these good teams, especially on the road. We we're playing at Ravens at. At Saints, at Bucks, at Dolphins, you know, and 
we had we had we had good leads in all of those games at many points and the defense kind of just let them come back but we did enough to close out those close games and you know what that actually showed me and gave me more confidence that we were able to go on to the super bowl because you know what we're just blowing out teams we're showing all our best plays it was kind of like 2018 you want to show our best plays with Mahomes. we're gonna we're, we're gonna get caught in the super bowl or in the championship with our pants now once again and I like that we close out a bunch of close games. It shows that we could we can play teams close when we need to, and we can score when we need to, and actually gave me a lot of confidence this year. So I'm very, very happy that here in the AFC Championship, we're able to put up the most points we did since week seven. That's crazy to believe. Yeah, against the... Uh, oh, no, sorry. This is the second most points we ever put up this year. It was only 38. Uh, you thought we'd drop a couple 40 bombs, but that I, was only against the Broncos. I thought you guys would honestly drop some 50 bombs, to be honest. <laughs> That was only against the Broncos uh, week seven when Daniel Sorensen had a pick six as well. And Byron oh, yeah. Pringle had a kick return. Was that that weird? That was that weird snow game. Yeah, that I said it was yeah. going to, I texted it was going to be like, and Chad Henney had a three yard run at the end of the game yeah, in, so for a touchdown. It was such a weird game. I think those snow games always get a little weird. Yeah. So I'm extremely happy that we actually were able to, you know, obviously I had my doubts because I didn't want to jinx anything all year. I was like, you know what? Maybe this just is how good our offense is, and we might just play every team close. But you know what? I was so happy that Andy Reid pulled out all the stops for the AFC Championship. We took a team that, you know, I was a little nervous about playing. Uh, we, did, we did beat them in the regular season in uh, week six by nine points. But, you know, I was really happy that we were able to put up 38 and just get going on offense, especially after the McCall Hardman uh, punt mess up and uh, fumble. You know, it, it was very reminiscent of the Chiefs-Texans game where everything seemed to be going wrong at the very beginning of the game. Uh, people were down. There was people having drops. Tyree killed that drop on that beautiful dime pass uh, in the first drive of the game. That was our only punt of the game was in the first drive. Um, and then Kelsey had a big drop. So, you know, it was very, very reminiscent of the Chiefs-Texans game early on. But I knew the Chiefs were going to be able to, you know, come back from a nine point deficit that's not that much um so i'm very i'm very proud of this team that we actually stepped it up mahomes 29 of 38 325 yards three touchdowns cole hardman like you said that 50 yard run after he fumbled and then he had the touchdown tyree kill nine catches 172 yards uh, that's a franchise record in the playoffs when i saw michael hardman have that fumble i said to myself this can't be happening i thought i thought all the <laughs> wheels were gonna fall off in the back of my head but then i said Chiefs, Chiefs, Chiefs know what the what it's like playing from behind. Yeah. Flashback to last postseason. Every game they were down by double digits. And what happened? Patrick freaking Mahomes yep. balled out and led them back. And they won. I'm so happy Andy Reid didn't get too conservative towards the end that he he finally just put the brakes on. Uh, he never put the brakes on. Uh, Travis Kelsey, just 13 catches, 118 yards, and two touchdowns. Uh, great job for him. Byron Pringle got involved a little bit with three catches. I like that. Um, but, yeah, it was good that our team overcame the nine-point deficit early, and we just showed who was boss. Uh, we proved all those haters and doubters wrong that were all picking the Bills. I, I thought the Bills were, were going to – the Bills, they were playing so much better th this entire season, and then the AFC Championship game happened. Uh, and they just didn't really show up. You know, it's the first time being there for a lot of those guys. So it, I'm not going to sit here and blame it on nerves and everything. Uh, you know what? The first drive or two, you could say, obviously, I'm pretty sure both sides are, are nervous. But then you got to look back and you just say, the Bills just didn't look like the Bills team that we were used to for more than half of the season. Yeah. They just looked slow and ju just a step off. 
Diggs couldn't get anything going. Cole Beasley playing with a broken fibula, apparently, yeah. was the best option all day. Dawson Knox had a touchdown, but just didn't look like the Bills team we were used to. And I kind of, I kind of finally able. Well, not I'm not. I don't relate to Patriots fans. We only won one Super Bowl, but you, but in this aspect where people are like, "Oh, you guys just won the Super Bowl. Like, who who cares if you lose in the championship? You guys are fine. You guys are good. You won the Super Bowl, whatever." No, Patriot fans will be freaking out if, if someone said that about them. They'd be like, "Oh, be quiet." No, you know what? I could actually now I could finally side with them a little bit because look, they won six Super Bowls. That's a little bit different, but you know what? I can side with them a little bit now because you know what? That that one that win felt just as good as the first time. I, I, I mean, listen, w- w- winning winning never gets old. I don't care. It never gets old. How much you win, trust me. I was just as happy as the first time. I'm just as hyped to watch the Super Bowl and nervous to go watch Super Bowl. I'll be just as happy. Like, to like Super you should Bowl, be. I mean, if ne- not more. You never want to see your team lose, especially a playoff game, defending champs. The Chiefs. They're the defending champs. They have a lot of pressure on them, and... The love doesn't stop, I'm it, telling you. It doesn't really seem to phase any of them. I'm telling you right now, I'm going to bask in this as much as I can. I don't care if I seem cocky, because you know what? Who knows? I don't want to say anything, but some guys can get hurt, something can happen, and you the ne- Chiefs could not be good for the next 20 years. You never know when it could be your your last chance being there for a, exactly. long, a long time. Dan Marino only went to one Super Bowl. Aaron Rodgers so far has only been to one Super Bowl. Drew Brees only went it to one Super It doesn't matter how good your quarterback is. It could be, you can only make it one time, or you can make it five times, yeah. but but only win one. So you got you got to soak it in. Who knows? This could be Mahomes' last Super Bowl appearance. So I have to soak it in as much I, as I, I possibly I can. Doubt it's going to be his last appearance. But you never know. That's what people said about Rodgers, and who knows if he'll yeah. ever go back. So just saying, like same with Russell Wilson. He only went to two, and he hasn't been since. So you know, I got to soak it in. This is this is something I'm definitely not taking for granted. Uh, it's it's been insane. I've been a Chiefs fan since I was five years old. So I was there in the Trent Green days, the Brody Croyles, the Brady Quins, the Tyler Palcos. Did you Matt actually Castles. watch a Chief game at five years old? I'm dead serious. <laughs> I, I actually, I genuinely remember watching Trent Green, Priest Holmes, Larry Johnson. Oh my gosh! Um, you know, guys like Dante Hall. Um, I can go on. It's just those types of players. Um, Will Shields. I, I used to have a football card. I used to collect football cards when I was like really little. I used to have a Trent Green card. I used to have a Trent Green figure. Trading cards and like yeah. score cards. They're, they're coming back to, and they're hot. I used now. to go to those conventions when I was like five, six years old. I used to collect they're, they're Chiefs ex- cards. They're expensive. They're expensive. I, I kind of want to get back into that, honestly. I mean, this is fun. Open, I remember when I was younger, I, opened yeah. up, I had Pokemon cards. I used I mean, to open up. Like, <laughs> the freaking, uh, what's it called? Yu Gi Oh? Yeah. I, I have a whole binder in my room of like baseball cards. Football <laughs> cards. I have everything. We can go on about that for days, but. We're back. Actually, well, one more thing. I mean, I painted my whole bedroom, Chiefs, everything oh, in 2008. You know what record we were in 2008? We were two and 14. <laughs> so I'm not a bandwagon. Anyone who says that, I feel comfortable with anyone hating on me for that because I know where I stand with the Chiefs. I've been a fan since I was five years old. That's what sucks. Like- I'm not even from Kansas City. I'm here from New Jersey. I was actually born in Vegas. You are the kid that's a fan of every weird sports team. I Chiefs, mean, Mavericks. Yeah. It- the other two sports. Rockies. Really the Golden Knights, because I'm from Vegas, I guess. And then, yeah, Rockies, I mean, because I like them for some reason. There's always that one kid that's a fan of a bunch of random-ass teams. You know what? The Chiefs, it's funny. I'm going to be honest. The Chiefs and Mavericks, I'm actual fans of. And the Chiefs, obviously, I'm a diehard fan. Uh, what, what was the story behind the Mavericks? You, like, I like their name. And it, I like Dirk. Was it, it was the playoffs when, when Dirk led them to beat LeBron in the finals. 
and you actually just, and you picked a random team. No, I I knew literally nothing. Yeah, I know about basketball. Nothing. And you just picked the Mavericks. And this was before. This was right before the 2011 season. And, and they won. Yeah, I just picked them because I liked their name and I liked Dirk. So weird. And then they ended up just somehow winning the first year I picked them, and then I just became How, a fan of It's just such a you thing for that but to happen, yeah. to pick a random but team when they win the chip. I'm going to be honest. Basketball does not compare nearly to football. I'm a casual basketball fan, a casual Mavericks fan. Chiefs, I'm legit the biggest fan. I have so much Chiefs stuff. I'm the biggest Chiefs fan. So it's been insane to watch them go to three straight AFC championships. Your Mahomes t-shirt. Mahomes t-shirt, which has cream on it, which I, I don't wear anymore. But... Yeah, uh, just just the Andy Reid shirt's a classic. <laughs> I, if there's anything you want to say about this game, I'm just proud of the Chiefs. Uh, I'm just hyped for the Super Bowl. It, it, it was a good game. I mean, Stefan Diggs listed that that him, him watching the Chiefs celebrate at the end of the day. That's gonna add fuel to the fire for him. Motivation. He, I, it shows a lot of. It just shows a lot about his character. Just being there, uh, you could tell how upset he was. But listen, he he knows that that's gonna motivate him. I know Sports Center, ESPN, they were all posting about it and talking about it. Uh, he, he had one hell of a season. Him and Josh Allen was a lot of fun, and I expect him to come back better than ever next year. Yeah, the Bills. You know, if there's one team I would like, I would like to play, it's the Bills because I, I do like to see them come back. Uh, I think this would be a great rivalry uh, moving forward between two great fan bases and two great teams, two great quarterbacks. So, uh, Bills fans, nothing against you at all. You guys had a, a, a great, hell of a season. A season. I don't think anyone thought that they were going to get there. I'm so glad that we played you guys, not a team that I actually hate because you know. I don't. I don't like having anything against Bills fans at all. So, uh, but if I'm Stefan Diggs, I'm taking that photo of me watching the Chiefs celebrate. I'm putting that in my locker or putting it somewhere in my house, framing it, looking at it every day, mm-hmm. and just reminding myself how I felt. How you just never want to feel like that again. Go out there next year and come back even better. And guys, you know what, Bills fans, you got to use it as motivation. If you're out there listening, uh, it's very. I I've been there. Uh, it, you guys remind me of the 2018 Chiefs a lot, uh, where we lost to the Patriots in the in the championship. You guys are going to be right back here. Um, look, if the Chiefs could do it after 50 years, you guys could definitely do it. So it's gonna be it's gonna be fun to see you guys down the road. And uh, and jo- you guys have a lot of jo- good Josh stuff Allen. Josh Allen's only gonna get better. Yeah. So Josh Allen versus Mahomes, it's gonna be crazy. Um, you guys will definitely take much lead in that division uh, with the Dolphins. I like the Dolphins too, so I'm happy about that. But yeah, great game overall. Chiefs, we'll see you guys in the Super Bowl. Just, yeah, I'll leave it at that. It's going to be fun. We'll we'll give our predictions for the Super Bowl next week. Yeah, next week, since there's no actual games, we'll have our full Super Bowl 55 preview. Well, there's there's the Madden Pro Bowl. Madden Pro Bowl. (laughs) Maybe we'll we'll gloss over that just for a few minutes. Just who knows? We'll see. But, you know, we're not going to end it there. Uh, We don't want to make it too short of a show. So we have uh, one little segment here. Uh, we might actually go through this next week as well, but we'll start on the offensive side. We're going to go through some free agents of teams. And some, um, tra- some trade rumors as well. Some that trade rumors. We're just going to go down some names. So we're going to start with offense uh, this week, and we'll do def- defense probably next week. So we'll go through some QBs right now. We'll just discuss it. Um, we'll start with Dak, Chris. I, I honestly think I think he's going to stay. I don't see why he's going to leave. I know there was that one co- – I forgot what post it was, but um, – Something Dak commented and he tagged Ezekiel Elliott and he said, just wait till I'm back or something. I forgot what the post is about. So that leads me to believe that he'll be back. Um, yeah. we'll, we'll see what happens with that situation, depending on contract negotiations and all that go. You could just tell that the Cowboys without Dak just completely fell apart. Uh, they were putting up crazy amount of points. That defense sucked, but he was able to keep the game at least close. Even though the record wasn't good, he was still able to be there and the offense looked, it was a top five offense in the league. 
yeah, uh, that's why we put him first. I think we can easily gloss over this. Uh, there's, you know, there's always going to be rumors, mm-hmm. if, uh, especially after the injury you, and everything. You never know what's going to happen. The Cowboys might not even want to take it's a true. risk without with that injury. But honestly, I think he comes back, and I don't think he loses a step on anything. I think he comes I back think he just. Comes back too. I think he comes back just where he left off, slinging, slinging the rock, firing yeah. it down the field, scoring touchdowns, dropping, leading that Cowboys offense to thirty something points a game. Just if their defense can improve, then that team. Who knows what yeah. they can do, but that defense is just an issue. All right, we'll move on uh, to your boy, Wentz, which is a little more of an interesting issue because you believe that he's going to stay with the Eagles. It's going to be a tough one. Listen, I'm not going to be shocked if he if he gets traded. Listen, I could see him staying. I can see him leaving. I know since Doug Peterson got fired, uh, they had a fractured relationship towards the end of the year, and I think he wanted out. But now that he's out of there, who, who knows what can happen? I think the Eagles try to trade him. They they owe him a ton of money. I think Wentz goes. I don't know how Wentz would want to stay with the Eagles. I wouldn't want to stay there. I mean, it depends because are they going to stick with Hurts? Are they going to give it one more shot with Wentz? I have no idea what the Eagles are going to do. That's such a bad situation for them. I think they should stay with Hurts. Because I I don't think Wentz is as bad as he looked this season. I I think he's he's not that bad, but he was bad this year. I do truly think it's his time to move on. Philadelphia. A fresh start would, would be nice. I think he's got to go over to his guy, Frank Reich, on the Colts. I think that's his best fit. Maybe the 49ers? It's, but it's I can be, really see it being... It's going to be interesting because they're going to have to package a trade or something up. Yeah, but you know, actually, Carson Wentz with Kyle Shanahan, I'll, I'd be very interested to see what happens there. But It's going to be a really interesting offseason. A lot of people are going to be moving around. A lot of free agents are going to be signing in new homes. Mm. Uh, it's it's going to be a lot of fun this week. I think with Stafford, who's our next guy, I think with him, it's also going to be between... I think if Wentz does actually stay on the Eagles, I think it's a shoe-in that Stafford's on the Colts. But I think Colts, um, 49ers, or the the Bears or Rams. So those are my... You don't think the football team? No, I I, I don't. That would be interesting. Stafford and Ron Rivera. But the thing is, who would the football team give up? That's true. Now, here's the thing. I think Cam could go to the football team... But maybe not as a starter because he can reunite with Ron Rivera. I know Cam is going to want to start. I don't know if Ron Rivera is going to want to. That's true. I mean, he might just not want to deal with it uh, at all. But I think if Cam is going to start moving around. Listen, I don't think Cam's a a starting quarterback caliber player anymore. I think he needs to get used to being a backup in this league. He can't do it with Bill Belichick. He can't really do it with anyone. Cam is not that 2015 MVP player that everyone everyone knew and loved. All, All the kids were out there dabbing. Buying Cam Newton jerseys and everything. <laughs> oh God! It's, it's just 2015. It's, he's just not the same player anymore. Ever since that season, he's just fallen off a cliff. And he was never the most accurate passer. He got there on his legs by running the ball. And the ground loves him. He loves throwing it to the ground. But ground had like 200 receptions. This year. Simply, Cam Newton's gonna have to sign with the team, and I think he's gonna have to get used to playing as a backup role and kind of mentoring a younger quarterback. That's what he's, what he's gonna have to do. Yeah. And then there's two last guys. We'll probably we'll tie them together because it's Tua and Watson. Uh, a lot of rumors are that you know, well, Watson definitely wants out of Texas. Well, yeah, but here's Watson the thing. D- Dolphins or Jets. That's so what Watson yeah, said. it's definitely Dolphins or Jets. I think the smarter option would be the Dolphins. Dolphins. I, I mean, listen, the Dolphins went ten and six this year. They have a bright future. They have the third overall third overall pick, right? The third, third overall pick. And yeah. what else do they have? Like the eighteenth or something? Yeah. How do you how do you feel how do you think that Tua will feel about this? Listen, Tua, it was his rookie season. We can't judge it too much. He only played, I think, half the season, and he really didn't look 
like the tour that a lot of people thought. I honestly didn't think he was going to be that good in the NFL. I hated the comment that he made that he said that it was easier than he thought, but he didn't mean that, that it was, was easy, but he thought it was easier than he thought. No, no, no one says that. And then you got embarrassed your next game. And ever since you made that comment, what happened? You did not look like the, what, what was he picked? The third overall pick in the draft. Um, I, I forgot, I forgot where he was picked, but he did not. He simply didn't look like a first round caliber yeah. talent that everyone, that everyone loved coming out of Alabama. He looked like just an average NFL quarterback, maybe a little bit below average, but he's a rookie. Um, Got to give him another shot. Who knows? If he stays in Miami, he could get benched for the season if he continues to play like he did, and that could just be a wasted draft pick. But That actually raises the question as well. We forgot to put this guy, uh, Sam Darnold. Sam Darnold. I honestly if don't Watson know. Watson does decide to go to the Jets. Sam Darnold is an interesting one. I think if Watson goes to the Jets, the Jets are going to give them Sam Darnold. That's what's going to happen. They're going to swap. It's going to be like picks are going to be involved. Darnold, Watson. Because I feel so bad for Darnold. Jets than Texans. Listen, well, same thing for Watson, I listen, guess. Sam Darnold, uh, I didn't think he was going to be this bad. I think that it, it really depends, especially when you're a, a skill position like a quarterback or wide receiver, what situation you go into. Yeah. Because if you're a quarterback, you need to go into a good situation like you look at Patrick Mahomes. I was talking to with this to you about earlier. If, if Mahomes went to the Bears, I don't think he's the same Mahomes. I do think he's a very good quarterback. I think yeah. he's. I still think he's a he, he's a top quarterback in this league. But I think the Bears go ten and six, um, eleven and five. But I don't think he's this Mah- this MVP caliber Mahomes that ever, a Super Bowl. We'll be all like Josh Allen right now I, in yeah, twenty nineteen. Exactly. But listen, it depends because Mahomes went in. He has the best tight end and a top five wide receiver, Hill and Kelsey. His coaches scheme up all these good options for him, and it helped Mahomes reach that next level even quicker than than he might have if he was with the Bears. So it all depends on the situation you go into. While Sam Darnold, he went to a Jets team that had a bad coach. I forget even who the coach was when he started, and yeah. they hired Adam Gase, an even worse coach. You know, he he doesn't even deserve another job in the end. He doesn't even deserve a high school coaching job. Yeah. That guy, he's so bad. Shouldn't even coach football anymore. You give a rookie quarterback these situations, and it just kills their growth and it kills their development, and simply their motivation factor and just their confidence level goes through the just out, out the door. Yeah, that's what happened with him, and it sucks because I thought Sam Darnold could have been a really good quarterback in this league. And what happened? You put him in a situation like that when your team gave up on the coaches that you had, and they were purposely trying to lose the tank. And you shouldn't be doing that with the rookie quarterback. The Chiefs didn't do it with Mahomes. They benched him for a year. They had him learn underneath Alex Smith. Not not too many guys that could be better than the Lurd under Alex Smith, experienced vet. It just sucks for Donald. What's, what's going it on does. with him in his career? Here, I'll go rapid fire. This is my most interesting. Uh, here, here's my most interesting situation. Dak stays. Here we go. Dak stays. Wentz, Colts, Stafford, Washington, Tua, Texans. I think Watson, I- Dolphins, Darnold, 49ers, Garoppolo, Jets, Cam, Bears. I, that's I, a lot to take in. It is a lot to take in. But I mean, that would be crazy. I don't I could see I kind of want Stafford to go to the Rams a little bit, to be honest with you. Because I think they gotta just stick with Goff one more time because he got hurt. If he didn't get hurt, I understand. But I feel like you just gotta stick with Goff. I mean, he, he went to the division round. I, I know, I know. They beat the Seahawks, they're rivals. Listen, it's uh, Jared Goff, he's in a great situation as well. A top coach, a, a, the best defense in the NFL. Um yeah, they were hurt. Your quarterback has a broken thumb. Uh, the backup, he just wasn't able to play because of injuries. Yeah. And then Aaron Donald, uh, he, he had that rib injury. So you have two of your most val- valuable players 
your best defensive player and your quarterback, your leader on your offense. And don't forget Cooper Cup. Yeah. Oh, that's right. Yeah. All, all hurt. So. Oh, isn't Cooper Cup a free agent? He, I'm, I'm honestly not sure. Okay. Well, I haven't really looked into how him. How do you feel about uh, Garoppolo and Darnold trading? I mean, I could see that. Do I? I think Garoppolo was another quarterback who was overhyped. Yeah. Uh, I think he, yeah. And he I, goes back to Sala, even though he's the defensive guy. Listen, Brady, uh, there was rumors that he was going to get shipped out of New England and Belichick wanted to have Garoppolo. Okay, and that, that makes Garoppolo what the, the stud quarterback that everyone thinks. No, just because oh. you, just because you, you're the quarterback, you're the backup quarterback of Tom Brady, doesn't mean that you're going to be the next Tom Brady. That's probably yeah. the stupidest thing ever. Every quarterback is different. I, I don't care. I don't care what quarterback it is. I mean, do you think that Jordan Love is going to be the successor to Aaron Rodgers? Maybe, but he's not Aaron Rodgers. Garoppolo isn't Tom Brady. He hasn't even looked anything close to that. If anything, Garoppolo's been injured for a good portion of his time with the 49ers. Yeah, he, he went to a Super Bowl with them, but it was, like I said, defense. And he went there with his defense. Uh, Garoppolo isn't the answer there, and I think that contract he got was stupid. I never thought that he was... Frankly, that good. I thought he was just an average NFL quarterback, and that's what he's showing to me. So here's another situation then. If the Tua Watson thing still does happen, and the Jets don't want Garoppolo, Garoppolo could go to the Patriots, and then the Jets have a decision whether to trade away something uh, and get someone, or stick with Darnold, or draft Justin Fields. So there's an interesting situation for the Jets if they're not going to be the ones who get Watson or Garoppolo. It's gonna be so tough. I'm not sure. I am, it's a well, lot listen, going around. I don't know why Watson would want to go to the Jets. They're going from one bad situation to another bad exactly. situation. Dolphins is perfect for him. I think the Dolphins are perfect. They're Miami. Listen, you listen, draft a wide receiver. You go to the Dolphins. You have bring a team, Will Fuller with you. You have a team that went ten and six. A team that's ready to win now. They were in one of those type of win now situations, and there were a team that I don't think anyone thought that they were going to win ten games this season. No. And you have two, you have. Third overall pick when you can get another wide receiver, Devonta Smith, who I think that the Dolphins should take. Yeah. Partner up with Devonte Par- Parker. Um, you bring in, you bring in Deshaun Watson, and that team's easily, I feel, a top Super Bowl favorite already. Now, what if the Dolphins? I think this could be a good thing. They trade for Watson. They draft. If they trade for Watson. They might have to give up that third overall. They're gonna oh, have yeah, to. They gonna, they're gonna. They're gonna have to give up that third. What if they bring in Will Fuller? Along with Devontae Parker, got a speedster. That's gonna be him and Jakeem Grant. It's gonna be a lot of it's gonna be a lot of interesting moves this offseason. Same thing with yeah. the Bucks. I mean, are they gonna be able to sign resign Chris Godwin? I personally don't think so. I think that they're not gonna be able to have the money to pay Mike Evans and Godwin this amount. I think Godwin's gonna go somewhere else. I don't know. Um, yeah, maybe, that brings us into the wide receiver talk. Maybe Godwin goes to Baltimore. I know they're in need of a true wide receiver number yeah. one. Um, you can't listen. Hollywood Brown, he's not the wide receiver that everyone thought coming out of the draft. Yeah. Obviously, you can't predict these things. You have to see if they're going to play. But I think you you get a – let's just say do that – Do you think a guy like Godwin or Galladay or Robinson look at the Ravens and they're like, okay, this is my opportunity. I have faith that Lamar Jackson now, if I come on this team, he'll throw a lot more. Or are they like, eh, what if I just become the next Marquise Brown? Listen, personally, I don't think that – um, getting a, a guy like say Robinson or Godwin is going to change how Lamar plays. I think yeah, he's he's still he's still going to run. I think he only threw over twenty times, two or three times this season, which that that's just shocking. Uh, I don't think it's going to change. I still think he's going to run a majority of the time. I think he might throw maybe say 21, 22 times a game, but I don't really think it's yeah. going to change too much. 
Uh, it, it honestly all depends. I feel if you're gonna get if you're gonna get paid, then then go there. But if you're you also want to go to a team that you feel can help win, and that would be a huge factor. Because listen, Mark Andrews, Hollywood Brown's a solid wide receiver number two. You have Mark Andrews with that. That's another lethal, lethal. I can't even speak. Lethal, lethal <laughs> offensive team right there. Now I don't know the money situation with the Rams, but the Chiefs are letting go of Sammy Watkins this year, probably. Uh, Sammy Watkins has been on the Rams already. If they don't have Cooper Cup next year, I think that would be a nice fit because already they already know Sammy Watkins. Uh, I mean, Sammy Watkins, I can see him going to the Jets. I can see that too. The Jets s- have, they have a lot of cap space. Yeah. A little selfish talk for the Chiefs. Uh, we're probably going to get rid of Robinson and Watkins. I would love to have John Ross on the Chiefs. I know he's done nothing for the Bengals. That's the Bengals. The Bengals didn't like him. They, John Ross. They, they, they didn't yeah. like John Ross. 4-2-2. I have much confidence the Chiefs could do something with that. So that's just a little thing for me. I would love to have John Ross. He's cheap. He could be like another McCole Hardman type of thing. Just keep him in there. Another speedster. Just keep him in for a prove-it year. We won't have to pay him much. I think that would be a nice addition. But yeah, I think the main two guys... Uh, besides Godwin or Kenny Galladay, Allen Robinson. Yeah, I mean, Allen Robinson is an interesting situation. I get out of Chicago. Who knows? I mean, think about it. Say if, let's just say Stafford goes to Chicago. All right. If you're okay. Allen Robinson, do you stay? Because you have a you have a you have a proven quarterback much better than Trubisky. Um, who who even knows where Trubisky is going to go? I think Kenny Galladay's uh, best option is the Colts. The Colts. I think that T.Y. Hilton, I don't know what their situation with T.Y. Hilton is right now. He came alive towards the end of the year, though. He did come alive, but I think the Colts need one more weapon if they're going to bring in a guy like Wentz or Stafford, yeah, I mean, especially he, that Frank Reich offense. Got to remember with the whole money situation with all these guys. I mean, the Saints, they're in a bad situation. Saints are right. I think they're like 95. Oh, little thing there. I think they're like 95 over the cap. Yeah, no, no. The Saints are the they're the ninety five million over the there's, cap. There's a team like that every single year. They're your prototypical. Like they're totally screwed unless they have great coaching, which they do. But we'll see. But yeah, they're screwed with money, so Ugh. I don't know about that. But yeah, we can move on to running backs. There's not really too many key running backs, really. There's, there's Aaron Jones, is a big name. Aaron Jones, I don't think he's not going to stay in Green Bay. Listen, as you can see, you don't need a top-tier running back to go to the Super Bowl. Yeah. Once again, the running backs don't matter type of type of, uh, exactly. type of uh, saying. I, would, I don't even That's not the word I'm looking for, but the type of trend doesn't matter. Yeah. Just once again, goes to show, listen, you have Leonard Fournette and Ronald Jones. Does anyone consider him to be top running backs in the league? Playoff no. money. Playoff money, baby. But then you have the Chiefs side. You have Williams and, and Edward Hilaire. Does anyone really consider them to be top backs? Yeah. No, but they're so, they're just solid backs. Listen, that, that's why you, you just need someone that would fit the scheme. You don't need to go out there and and pay these backs like all this money. Listen, you saw with the Titans and Derrick Henry. He's he's the star back. of what happens? It got bounced the first round. You don't need a top running back. That's why. You look back at it with the Steelers and the whole Le'Veon situation. It was smart for them not to pay Le'Veon, and now and now look what happened to him. He goes to he sit, he yeah. sits out that year, and then he goes to the Jets, and he's simply not the same anymore. He goes to a Chiefs team where people think that he's gonna get he's gonna pick up right where he left off with the Steelers. Yeah, no, he's just a he's a third string running back now on the Chiefs team, and he's he's just getting carried to a Super Bowl. So, so what what teams do you think need running backs that could add a? Jones or Gurley or Mark Ingram. I'd say probably the Jets, uh, maybe. I, I know for Aaron Jones, I was here. I mean, apparently, people are saying the Steelers, they don't have the money. That's just not going to happen. <laughs> I, I don't know who the hell even. No. I, 
some miracle, then yeah, kind of the Steelers. They're in desperate need of a, they're in desperate need of a running back. But uh, who who is the cap space for I him? See, maybe the Jets. I yeah, the, the Jets have a ton of cap space. I mean, the Jets. Uh, maybe the there's a lot of teams that are fine with their running the, backs. I don't know the whole cap space. All these teams, but I think the Colts have a. No, but they don't need no, any. Run, they, they don't need any yeah. running backs. I could say I could see maybe the. God, there's really no <laughs> the, the Dolphins. Maybe the Dolphins. That's not bad. Um, the Patriots. I don't know. They don't. They they have their own little thing going on. The Patriots is the, the, the Patriots just they just love running third and two with Rex Burkhead. Yeah, they, they literally have like five different running backs and maybe the Cardinals since they're letting go of Drake possibly. That is, it could be true. I mean, the Patriots they have all these running backs like James White's the receiving back and then Sony Michelle's the, yeah. the power back. I don't know weird. how happy the Seahawks are with Carson at this point. Maybe them depends, but yeah, that's a lot uh, to talk about later on the season. We can move on to tight end. It's only really one big name, Hunter Henry. I think he stays. You think he stays? I I honestly don't know. I mean, it was kind of a quiet season for him. It was Ke- it was just you a know Ke- it was a Keenan Allen. It was show actually there. pretty underrated. I had him in fantasy. I think he was the seventh ranked tight end. He was actually not too bad. He's it's weird because you look in the NFL. How many tight ends are really like like you have Kelsey Kittle. Uh, you have Waller, Mark Andrews, Hawkinson, Hunter yeah. Henry. You have Evan Ingram. You have these, these tight ends that oh, you have John, John Smith. But he kind of got quiet because him and Ferkser started to yeah. share a little Maybe bit. Maybe the Jaguars can pick up a guy like Hunter Henry or the Jets. You know, a lot uh, of these bad teams. You don't know how yeah. much cap they have. The Bengals they could use a tight end. They can. So you know, there's some guys talking. About. A, a lot of interesting situations. I, I think this NFL offseason is going to have the most transactions and. One of the most exciting ones we've had in a long time, I feel, because yeah. you have the Watson rumors, the Tua rumors, Stafford agreed to part ways. Um, the quarterbacks are definitely going to be the main story. Yeah, it's going it's to be crazy. Trent Williams on the offensive line, he's going to go somewhere. We don't know where Sam Darnold's going to go. Darnold. Dak Prescott, pretty sure we know he's going to remain there, but anything can happen. Aaron Rodgers, he's going to remain. He's going to remain in Green Bay. He's yeah. not. He's not going anywhere. But yeah, a lot of interesting talk for the offense. We'll get to the defense next, next week. week, but. That, the Aaron Rodgers thing—that was a thing for like a day. I know Schefter yeah. said something. You no, know, they're, they're trying. They're just grasping mm-hmm. at straws. So, especially after a loss like that, I'm excited for the off season. So excited! Uh, see, hey, it's only it's only three weeks away, which, which is kind of crazy to think. It, it literally feels like yesterday we started uh, watching Red Zone, getting hyped for it. You and I were—it feels, it feels like literally a week ago we we're sending each other mock drafts, trying to get be like, crazy. All right, getting ready for our NFL our fantasy drafts and everything, and then freaking here we are talk, crazy talking about the Super Bowl, a quote unquote. Good draft class is only like twelve to fifteen great players. Like, dude, it's crazy how many players get swept under the rug each year, especially in the first round. Like, mm-hmm. half of those players, you're like, oh, like, have they really even seen him play this year? No, so it's it's weird. I mean, it's the NFL draft. Listen, you could be a stud in college. It doesn't mean you're going to be a stud in the NFL. It's totally different, and yeah. it goes back to my thing about it depends what situation you get put into. You got to have the right players around you, the right coaches to be able to r- really shine. Yeah, that's what happens. And you always have that random player that comes out of the fifth or sixth round that's just exactly. an all-pro and is just a complete beast. Like, exactly. Who would have thought that Tom Brady would have would have been <laughs> some guy? I mean, it was only because of injury. An, an injury is the reason why he was there. If that never happened, he might have not been. I think the Patriots dynasty wouldn't have been a thing. It's, it's just kind of crazy to see how, see how different history would be. Like That's just how that's how the world works. If the, it, happens, it happens in sports. If the Bears took Mahomes, what would, the, the Chiefs, exactly. they, I mean, that would be fine. They would probably still have Alex Smith. They would probably still be in the playoffs winning 10 to 11 games. <laughs> oh, God, no. We would, we would have tried something else. But You guys were good with Alex Smith. 
Who knows? Maybe we would have picked Lamar. Like you never know. So anything it's crazy. So yeah, but that's it, guys. Uh, we're excited for next week for a Super Bowl Fifty Five preview. A little depressed that it's all over. <sighs> Thank God my team's still winning. Yeah, same, yeah. Same. Your house might might be like literally shaking with that Super Bowl happens. Yeah, you're gonna yeah. be going nuts. Might be shaking, I right? gotta remember not, not not to text you for the entire. Yeah, game. yeah. I, I gotta stay focused. But yeah. Um. Anyways, good show. Uh, you guys can follow us on Instagram in the Huddle Pod. And listen to us on Spotify, Google Podcasts, and Apple Podcasts. You guys know the deal. So you guys know the drill. I mean, the NFL season almost over. It's so sad. But that's it. That's it. One final game. It all comes down to this two weeks from now. So we'll see you guys for next week's episode. And uh, it was a good one. See you guys next week. See you.